Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Friday, November 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at chaos in Prime Minister Theresa May's government after her delivery of a Brexit deal, Facebook's denials over a smear campaign, and the continued devastation of wildfires in California. Then, Katrina Manson will take us to a base in the U.S. where scientists are working to develop technology that will completely transform how we fight wars. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. And am I going to see this through? Yes. That's Prime Minister Theresa May speaking yesterday after two of her cabinet members resigned. A day of Brexit drama began on Thursday when Brexit Secretary Dominic Raab walked out. And secondly, in relation to the so-called backstop, basically what that would do is indefinitely, if not permanently, lock us in to a regime which I believe would be damaging to the economy, but devastating the public trust in our democracy. Then, Work and Pensions Secretary Esther McVeigh also left the cabinet. I'm sorry that they've chosen to leave the government, and I thank them for their service. But I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. After that, Tory Eurosceptics called for a vote of no confidence in the Prime Minister. Jacob Rees-Mogg led the call. My right honourable friend said that she would maintain the integrity of the United Kingdom. A whole protocol says otherwise. But by late last night, the coup seemed to have stalled. Mrs. May's critics had not assembled the 48 signatures they needed to trigger a confidence vote. All the political instability will continue to make it hard for Mrs. May to unite the party behind any Brexit deal. And the wildfires in California continue to cause destruction. State officials say 59 people have died and 130 are still missing from the largest fire. The financial cost also spread. On Thursday, Los Angeles-based builder KB Home said the wildfires and less demand for speculative homes had caused it to cut its earnings forecast. Speculative homes are also known as spec homes. They're houses built without a buyer lined up. The company now expects to book housing revenue of $1.31 to $1.34 billion in the fourth quarter. That's down from the last estimate of $1.39 to $1.45 billion. Power company Pacific Gas and Electric has also been badly affected. Shares in the company dropped by almost a third in the final 40 minutes of regular trading on Thursday. The value of the company has been cut in half since before the fire started. It faces concerns about the role its equipment may have played in igniting one of the worst fires. Facebook has been caught up in scandals for more than a year over things like Russian misinformation, data privacy, and hateful content. Earlier this week, the New York Times published a story about how the company has been dealing with these scandals behind the scenes. One of the biggest allegations is that COO Sheryl Sandberg oversaw the hiring of a PR firm to push negative stories about Facebook's critics. Yesterday, the company spoke to reporters, and the FT's Hannah Kuchler is here to give us the takeaways. 
So there are a couple of really important things that came out of the Facebook's conference call with reporters today. Mark Zuckerberg spoke to reporters, which isn't quite as usual. But Cheryl Sandberg, who is really kind of stands in the centre of this in the New York Times article, was not on the call. Interestingly, Zuckerberg says neither him nor Cheryl Sandberg actually knew that Facebook had a relationship with Definers, which is this Republican-leading consultancy that has been accused of sort of using underhand tactics in order to promote Facebook's interests while it was quite under political pressure, including sort of a smear campaign against George Soros and arguing that he was behind the anti-Facebook protests. And the other thing which is unusual is the Facebook board came out and had a statement saying that they supported both Mark and Cheryl. Facebook board has only commented a couple of times during this crisis, which has now dragged on for over a year for Facebook. They knew that Facebook had been too slow, which you know Mark and Cheryl have both repeated several times. They did think that they were doing the best they can. And one of the things that had been in the New York Times article was accusations that they had actually tried to not pursue Russian disinformation or at least told off the chief information security officer when he said that he was looking into it and the board very much tried to refute those claims. And here's something you might want to know more about. If there's ever another world war, it'll be fought very differently from the last one. That's because the technology used to fight wars will be completely different. Countries will use equipment you've probably only seen in sci-fi movies. And it's being developed in real life right now by companies like Lockheed Martin. The FT's defense correspondent, Katrina Manson, is here to tell us what the future of war looks like. And to find out, she visited Ground Zero for the weaponry of World War III. It's called Aberdeen Proving Ground. Well, this is a huge sprawling base on the east coast of the US in Maryland. It's a series of roads with beautiful trees and boulevards, and there are a series of warehouses. We're covering really quite a lot of ground. It's 72,000 acres. It's really big. There's 20,000 people working on artillery ranges, bomb shelters. They've got their own children's playgrounds. it, It is like sort of going into a different world. But there are also bunkers and scientists trying to find out really how to apply some of the latest research and preempt what the next bunch of research will be. So could you quickly just kind of list the different kinds of technologies they're focusing on? In the broader picture, the US military is looking at a whole range of new futuristic weapons. And these are things like hypersonics, which are missiles that go at five times the speed of sound. Another is directed energy. These are really lasers, the things that many of these researchers grew up watching on films. Lasers that go at the speed of light, but they're also silent. And if it attacks something, you don't know where it's come from. The other thing, I mean, the big thing is cyber, cyber warfare and electronic warfare, how to jam satellites in space, how to make sure that your adversary suddenly can't communicate, how to protect your own communications, from being jammed. There's a whole new branch of research now going into quantum computing, quantum navigation. It really means that you can rely on finding your way around without relying on satellite space and GPS. So there's there's at least one world power most of the people you spoke to have in mind when they're developing these technologies. What is that country? Well, that's China. 
And traditionally, the threat has been Russia. And of course, it still is. I mean, the US still talks about Russia in the same breath as China. But I think what's happened is China has developed weapons that the US wasn't expecting. It's spending more money. It's a bigger economy. It's a kind of larger threat on a number of different fronts. And obviously, we see Donald Trump talking about trade. We see him talking about dual use technology. China has declared it wants to be the world leader in artificial intelligence. And so this kind of shift in ambition that's come from China under President Xi Jinping has America watching very, very closely. What does that actually mean? Because China's always said it wants to rise peacefully. It doesn't interfere in other countries' foreign policies, even when it invests in them. I think many in the U.S. are becoming skeptical that this is the case. And you spoke to U.S. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis for this piece. What's his view on U.S.-Chinese relations? Well, Jim Mattis is very thoughtful on this, and he made it very clear to me that in no way does he think that a conflict with China in the future is automatically coming. I think that gives the US a lot of room to try and negotiate a kind of lasting arrangement with China. And in fact, in speaking to me, he said that the two countries have to find common ground. But he did also acknowledge that there is this tension between them. He told me, it seems to me there's an anti-domination tension for both of us. And that's really fascinating because once you have, in his phrase, an anti-domination tension, what do you do with it? And if someone pushes on one side, how does the other side push back? How do you de-escalate? So I think there's, you know, there's a lot of room for tussle still. But he made it clear that he thinks China will sort of slow down at some point. And in the meantime, he's not taking any risks. You know, he, he also is very much an advocate of modernizing the U.S. Army, which he thinks has become focused on the wrong things. The, the U.S. has been fighting wars in Afghanistan and Iraq and the Middle East for a long time now. The Pentagon sees the need to reprioritize and look east to the big hitters much more in the medium to long term. They're trying to get ready for that. If you want to read Katrina's piece on the future of war, you can check it out online today at FT.com or in the magazine over the weekend. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back on Monday for all of the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.